Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the program. It is your host, the most. Can I get a hey, hey, what do you say? Episode number 62. I know you've been waiting for it. And I've been waiting to bring it to you. We're going to do things a little bit differently tonight. I don't think I've released an episode on Sunday since Christ was risen. And it is the Lord's Day. Here it is 3.42 a.m. Beautiful Sunday morning. What is it? It's April 10th, 2022. We're getting an early start on things. Early bird gets the worm. <laughs> but no, we got ourselves a guest, folks. And it's a real honor for me to bring on good friend of mine, teammate, personal confidant, if you will. <laughs> Mr. Drake Glover. Drake, welcome to the show. So glad happy to, be, to have you. Glad to be on the show, Harry. It's been, wait, um, been waiting for months. He says he's been waiting for months, but uh, to be on the show. It was kind of one of those things where we need a little liquid courage to get the <laughs> microphone feeling a little bit looser around these lips. You know what I'm saying? But uh, Drake's an interesting cat. Met him this year playing hockey, but he, there's something to him that it's. Uh, I'm really drawn towards, and that is because you were raised in Alaska. Were you are you raised in Alaska? Born right. or raised? Uh, not born, just raised. I was actually born in Mississippi. Lived there for six months. I lived in Fairbanks for ten years, and then I've lived in Anchorage the last fifth, 16 years now. 16 years. Yeah, so 16 you, years, yeah. Do you remember Mississippi at all? No, no. I, wanna, I always want to go back there. Like, I have an uncle there, but... Um, yeah, I've always, I've always wanted to go back there because I think my family still has property there. So, you've never been back since you were six? No, six, no, six months old. Oh shit! It was. I think it was six years. No, six oh, months so old. So you were like out the cradle. Yeah, I don't remember north. anything. I just born, basically not born, but been in Alaska for twenty six odd years now. So, so it's loving it's, it. It's been. Where are you based out of in Alaska, Drake? Uh, I lived in Fairbanks for 10, and then I've lived in Anchorage for 16, give or take, because juniors and call. Oh, I lived in Anchorage for college, but juniors and pro and stuff, but basically 16 years in Anchorage, so, so loving it. Are those the two big cities in Alaska? Yeah, so Anchorage would be, I think it's 350,000, and Fairbanks is... Probably ninety thousand. Oh shit, eh? Yeah, I think the. I mean, the total population of Alaska is seven fifty, maybe. So, I honestly like. That's why, like, I've been so just intrigued with you, and I always like to make jokes and ask questions about what it was like in Alaska because you're definitely the only guy I know from Alaska that has spent time there. So, I wanted to have a conversation with you about just general. Alaskan hee-haw and we were about to do that anyways so I thought we'd bring the microphone out yeah um we're having a couple propels and uh we're gonna we're gonna whisper the night away if you know what I mean we're doing things a little differently you know <laughs> I like to run a professional show with the project like a lot of scripts a lot of writers and we got a lot of it's a lot of brainstorming it's sessions it's planning you know it's content creation is that what they call it these days a lot goes into it but tonight we're just gonna let it fly I know that usually I don't fly by the seat of my pants, but tonight we're going to do that. Drake, I'm really, like, so what is Alaska like? Like, you're saying 350,000 people, like, 
When people think in Alaska Anchorage, in Anchorage, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm talking about like that's a big city though. Like there's not like when people think Alaska, it's like stereotypes. So I'm sure what like a majority of people in the world think Canada's like. It's probably igloos and polar bears. Like what's yeah, Anchorage really a, like? I mean, stereotypical, yeah, that's what they think. But like Anchorage is basically like any. It's like a small, big city, really. It's like it's very spread out. Like honestly, from like one part to another, it takes thirty minutes, just like any other big city, kind of. And I mean, you can hike, you can fish, you can I mean, fuck. <laughs> well, do it, do your heart desires. You man. can do whatever you really want. Can you go to like a? Is it all like all the standard chains up in Alaska? Do you still have your ability to go to like a? Let's say Olive Garden. <laughs> there is an Olive Garden. Yeah, I mean, there's all the chains. Like, I mean, we even got a tech. We have two Texas Roadhouses. Texas Roadhouse. Not one, just two. We have two of them. In Anchorage? In Anchorage, we have two of them. So you said, again, I don't remember, you said you spent time in both. Like, so what's, like, what's Alaska really like? Like, is it, um, like, you're down in Fayetteville now. I know you're fucking realistically, like, millions of miles away from home. Like, that's a big fucking trek. As a guy from Calgary, like, me going home is big. But you got to be 30 hours from where I live if you were driving in a car. And I think I'm 35 hours to drive home from here to Calgary, where I'm from. Yeah, from Calgary to Anchorage is probably yeah thirty five. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, like I I've that's never been right. up that way. And... Uh, maybe yeah, not thirty five sounds right. Yeah. So like, like growing up, are they, like are you guys fucking hicks? Are there city kids? Like are there like what's the story? What's the scene like? What's the atmosphere of a childhood <laughs> in Alaska? Um. So like when I came in, like like I moved from Fairbanks to Anchorage when I was just ten. So it was, it was a little tough for me, but it was nice because I found, like, a couple guys, like, who went to my school, like, elementary, and, like, just started playing hockey with them and stuff. And then basically just started skating outside on the ponds and lakes and rivers and stuff, you know. Just kind of get I'm just kidding. Hey, not rivers. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't get that confused. Just lakes and, uh, lakes and ponds. But, uh, no, just, like, it was just typical, like, just winter life you know just just getting outside and just going to school and just just meet new guys and just i don't know just it's not as like different as people think it is i mean it's um in the summers it's unbelievable yeah it's what's the weather like in alaska how hot can it get in the winter in the summer in the oh, sorry in the summer if you're i mean if you're canadian the hottest it'll get in anchorage it's like 25 but if you're american is that like 70? 80. It'll get 80. That's still in Anchorage, it's 80. <laughs> but if you're in Fairbanks, it's 95. But Anchorage is way better. So I suggest that. <laughs> so like, other apart from these two towns, Anchorage and Fairbanks, like what's going on in Alaska other than that? So Are you well-versed in Alaskan terrain? I mean, well, I try to be, but it's Alaska is the biggest state in the U.S., so. It's not to be well versed unless you're just like apart always... from those two cities though. Like, there's got to be a lot of Alaska that's like nothing. There is, there really is. Like, if you go up north, like my dad works up north and he just drives freight. So, that's shout, out to, that's shout out to AG. That's sick. But uh, like ice road trucker? No, <laughs> no, not that crazy. Not like that new Liam Neeson movie. <laughs> no, I've never seen that one, but. It's on Netflix. Don't watch it. It's awful. Um, so hopefully not like that. But that's like, so what's, um, I guess like, 
No, I'll cut you off here though. Sorry. Cut but me like, off. I'll go down to like Kenai River is probably one of the best fishing spots in the world. Like, I'll go down there as much as I can, catch trout. Like, geez, three different types of salmon, three out of the five, and it's absolutely unbelievable. That's like a legendary river, isn't it? The Kenai River. How do you the say Ken- it? Kenai. Kenai. Not Sorry, the Kenai, not, but Kenai, yeah. I don't have that Alaskan tongue yet. Sorry. That northern no, tongue. Kenai, Kenai's unbelievable, man. It's Kenai. How big is Kenai? Does it go right through Alaska? It's not, not, not right through Alaska. The Yukon is actually the biggest, but it's kind of up there, like in the middle, so it's less traveled, but Kenai is, it's unbelievable. Like I've... <laughs> As Harps is looking it up right now. I'm looking up Alaska. <laughs> I'm fucking want to look at this fucking province. It's way up there. It's not a province. So f- it's a state. Sorry, I'm so bad for that. Biggest state in the Union. F- Fairbanks is kind of like inland, eh? Yeah, and that's middle. Middle America? Is that what they call it in Alaska? Middle Alaska? Oh Fuck, man. God. This is a big spot. Like, honestly, like I can't tell you how many times I've really isolated Alaska on a map. Like, I drove down to Homer, which is four hours south of where I'm from. And if you drive from Homer to the way up top, like the top of Alaska to Barrow, it would be 20 hours. No shit, eh? And that's in one state. That's insane to me. Like, I'm looking at it and I'm like zooming in on shit. The only two towns I can find are what you just said. Homer. I mean, there's other ones. Homer's awesome, too. Homer's really nice. Like, how many people are living down in Homer? Homer looks like a southern... No, Homer's absolutely beautiful. It's I'm so like, are, are is this isn't is it a tourist ed- destination like Alaska? Oh, 100 percent, yeah. Like, real touristy, 100 percent. Because there's like a, those cruise liners. Hundred, yeah. Anchorage, it's like the one shitty thing about COVID was like the tourist kind of scene was dipped down, so it kind of didn't help the economy. But um, yeah, but basically like. A lot of like if he's like in the summertime, like just the uh, tourist spots are just. It's Can you go insane. skiing up in Alaska? Yeah, there's good skiing spots too. Um, I think it's like 45 minutes outside of Anchorage. It's called Alaska. Good skiing spot. Were you a skier growing up? I wish I was. I've only skied twice, but I had a lot of fun doing it though. Skiing's yeah. a sport you can get into when you're older, but. Like, what was... Which well, is tough because of hockey, though. That's, yeah, that's so is hockey, problem, like, yeah. the go-to sport in Alaska? Pretty much, yeah. Like, all my buddies growing up, like, we all played hockey. And just, like, I don't know. Just all the guys grew, I grew up with were just hockey players. So, hockey is the main sport, I would say. Because we got guys like Scotty Gomez, won two Stanley Cups, won Rookie of the Year in 2000. Not a big deal. Scotty Gomez. He's trying to be an Instagram. Nate Thompson, Brandon Dubinsky, like guys like that. Just, just a lot of like that tough Alaskan blood. I mean, my coach in Bantam, who's a first round draft pick, he played in the show too. So, so there was like a obvious like there was a hockey community around there. Like, oh, 100 percent. That's like oh, it's the best part. Like when I come home in the summers, like I like everyone I know, like all my old coaches, like everything, like they just they all play that either. Like the former coast team there, or UAA, or like they played some type of pro, which is awesome for me. Yeah. Because like I wanted to try to do that too growing up. Like I want to be the guy who's yeah, gonna yeah. play. Like I played at UAA, which is cool, but 
sucked there, but yeah. Well, I want you to talk a little bit more about that too because you went to, you know, you say UAA, but that's Alaska Anchorage. Played Correct. NCAA Division One hockey in your home state. Not a big fucking home city too. Nothing to shut your eyes at, <laughs> if you will. Um, <laughs> what was that like? Just tell us a bit about that. Like that must be every kid's fucking dream growing up in Alaska. Like play for the, you know, what is it? Fair? That's no, not a lot. It's Anchorage. Sea Wolves. Sea Wolves. Yeah. Is there still a team up in Fairbanks too? Yeah, there's still there. So Fairbanks had. A, uh, no, neither the team. No, Fairbanks had a team this year. Sorry, Fairbanks had a team this year, and then the Sea Wolves took a year off, and then they're gonna be back next year. But they're gonna have a great coach for next year. Uh, my former midget coach, I loved him. His name's Matt Shasby. He used to play at UAA actually, and he played for the coast team there. He was actually a, I think he's like a seventh round pick in the show. I think might be wrong, but great. He's got a great mind for the game, so hopefully one day I'll be assistant for him. We'll see. That'd be sick. That'd be really cool. Glovesy heads home. Back to his roots. Mm-hmm. How big we'll is uh, UAA? A lot of, like, like how many p- kids are going there? Big it used campus, to be or? very big in the 90s. Like, they used to sell out. Like, Solar Rink was pretty much similar to Fayetteville's, except less seats. Yeah. So Fayetteville's probably, like, what, eight, 85, I'd say. I think the it's called the Sullivan Arena back home. It's probably sixty five hundred, and they used to sell out in the nineties. But now it's they'll probably get like three thousand. But I'm hoping once they get back to winning games again and just, just start doing a little better, and they just just playing that dirty old Alaskan stick and puck they're known for. There you go. Up north there. How many uh, people go to the school? Um, like was it a big like? It's not a big spot when you were there. No, that's not a big school. That's the problem. It's like, who wants to spend their winters there unless you are from there? That's the only problem. You don't get a lot of out of state kids coming. No, up there. unless it's for ath- <clears throat> athletic scholarships. No, but it's probably like seven, eight thousand. I'd say. So it's like. You know, smaller school. But it's a smaller school, but it's like... Kind of like I, that size. Like, I went to a smaller school like that. I couldn't yeah. imagine it going to, like, a... You know, I feel like 7,000. Like, you must have been able to I walk... I couldn't imagine going to a 50,000-person school. <clears throat> no, but with 7,000, you must have been able to walk around campus and, like, see a guy and be like, okay, well, I've seen that guy before somewhere. Like, I've walked by him, maybe. Yeah. Like, like yes or times, no, maybe. But, like, you know, you might see some more familiarity with a fucking 7,000-person campus instead of something like Ohio State with... God knows how many fucking kids are running around, hooligans doing God knows what and <laughs> God knows where kind of thing. Yeah. No, I agree. But, like, it was just tough because, like, we're always, like, practicing and, like, we're just, like, going home studying and stuff. So it was... Like, you're honing your craft kind of thing. <coughs> we're trying to. Did yeah. you guys... You guys didn't party it up? Like, when the hockey team? Did you guys booze it up hard when you were playing there? Oh, did we? Yeah. Oh, well... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, we, I guess, we, like anything. we hit our share fair of fun, I'd say. What's the uh, nightlife like at a UAA, like a university college student at the University of Alaska? Like on a Saturday night? Like, where are you going on a Saturday night? Like, what was the play? Like, you have a home game, maybe. You're, you're, you play the game. You, you're going home. What are you doing? What's the play on a Saturday night at UAA? Well, I'm assuming hockey must have been the biggest sport at the school. You'd like to think so, right? What well, was uh, the biggest sport? 
No, it was hockey, know. but you didn't like. You thought you needed a little more. You got. You wanted. Yeah, a we more. thought. Oh, uh, we we should have got some more, but fans. I mean, we weren't. Yeah. A respect. Yeah, that too. Both. Yeah. Drama on campus. Well, that's not drama. No, I'm it's just the truth. But like, yeah. So I'm like, that's got to be the biggest program, the hockey program at UAA. Yeah, I mean, that's the tough part. Is like, there's everything there is Div two, and then. So us and the gymnastics team are Division One, so it was kind of tough. Well, so D one, you're obviously you guys got to be kind of the tits of the program. So. I mean, we we played against Mankato four times a year, and they just made it to the national conference. Yeah, and we almost beat them one year. What uh, we like, almost beat North Dakota too, myself. One so year. yeah, like what I don't know, like and I should have beat North. There's Dakota. a lot of uh, American listeners on this show, and by a lot of them, I mean probably seven of the thirteen people that do listen to this thing. <laughs> so. I'm going to keep bringing that stat up every time. I'm going to change a number. But, like, fuck was I even saying now? What the hell was I, what did I even just say? I don't know. I don't know. But fuck it. That's right. Sorry. Um, like, what divi- Like what schools did you play against when you played in, for you, like, up in Alaska? Like, what, div- what, what division is that called? And, like, in a standard season, like, who are you going against every year? So we were Division One in America, so we'd play against like Mankato, uh, Bowling Green, Bemidji State. Um, God, who else we played? Colorado College it was my first actual trip. Was in Colorado College. That was super fun. Is uh, Denver in that? No, it used to be Denver. So we we moved conferences like a few years back. So. The old WCHA was like Denver, CC, um, Wisconsin. I used to play all against them, but we actually played in North Dakota, which was yeah, legendary. North, North Dakota is probably better than it's probably it would probably be the ninth best NHL rink. I've heard that from many people say so it's yeah. like beautiful. It's unbelievable, yeah. and we should have beat them. Yeah, they're leg- like are so everyone always talks about North Dakota like they're like this unbelievable NCAA franchise which they obviously are historic ring like you just said. But like why aren't they win like why aren't they going to nationals every single year? Cuz I know a guy I that played know. there too and he talks I mean, about it like it's, it's heaven alive. I wouldn't say North Dakota is heaven. Like the school is well, probably I don't think really anyone good. would say that North Dakota <laughs> USA is heaven. <laughs> Even if someone from there would like say going that. there was cool, but like, I mean, obviously, if I was given the chance, I would go there. But I mean, we were there on Thanksgiving. It was just kind of a wasteland. No one so, was there. I mean, a lot of fans were, but like, well, North Dakota is like, you don't have to go in there for the scenery. No. Yeah. That's why guys go to Michigan or Wisconsin or. So like you played, I just like this conference. I just it fascinates me that they have this college team up in Alaska. D one program nonetheless, but it's in a, like it plays in a division with like teams in Bowling Green. Where the fuck's Bowling Green, Michigan? Ohio. Ohio. Right in the. I never g- actually went to Bowling Green, but hers was a really fun time. But like that's where Shane Bednar played. <laughs> Shane Bednar, the legendary to shut your eyes at. twos. Nothing to shut your eyes at. Legendary Fayetteville marksman. Um, like so, but like so, you played the full four years there up in school. Played two and a half years. Two and a half years? Two and a half. And then you broke free to the professional ranks? Broke free, and I came down to Fayetteville. Played three weeks here. 
And then COVID shut us down. And we actually would have had the best team in marksman history if they didn't shut us down. That year? Yeah. Even better than the team we have this year, you think? Yeah. Because yeah, I think at the time when I was there, I think we were like 36 and 2. And 2. 36 and 2. Two regulation losses. No, six regulation losses. Like 36. Oh, I think you said 36. Like you meant like 36 and 2. Yeah. Right. You were 30. Six and two. Sorry. Yeah, when I came in, like we were yeah, really that's pretty good. gross. That's a pretty gross record. No matter what. Like I was on second line with Taylor McCloy and Shane Bednard. Mm-hmm. Did you come? So did you come right at the start of the year? Or at the end of the year? No, it was uh, it was towards the end of the year. It was like middle of February, I'd say, or towards the end of February. My first shift, actually, I got an assist on uh, Taylor McCloy's goal. Really? Yeah. Taylor cool. Titty McCloy. The old Uncle Tits, man. That's unreal. So, like, I mean, it's obviously, like, a tough comparison, but I love asking guys this question. Like, what was it like going from, like, NCAA and going into the Southern League? Like, what was it like, like, your first game in? Because I did the kind of same thing coming out of school. Like, like what was the, like, were for, you, I was mean, it a big me, difference? Like, for the me style of play, the level, speed? For me, personally, it was, it was, it was just a breath of fresh air. Like, because in college, like, I never, like, got to be the player I was yeah like I was stuck on the fourth line slash fifth line just kind of like chip pucks in like yeah because like you know me like I'd like try to make plays and stuff you want to make something happen out there I want to do something like and then like snap the bisque I came in and like I was like okay I make a it was nice getting a point my first goal. I did the old wrist curl pass, and then yeah. Titty fanned on one shot of five hole scored. They don't ask how, they just ask how many. 100%. But I was like, okay, this is going to be fun. A little confidence here off the it hop. Was, probably it was, oh, it was yeah. such a huge confidence booster. And then I got another assist later. Betsy walked a guy, and I like slapped it to him, and he made a sick dangle, came back, and scored. And I was like, all right. And I was like, all right, this is going to be fun. It was just like, it was nice like knowing like I could make a play and make a mistake and my coach isn't going to scream at me for it mm-hmm. that was the best part because like Melks was the assistant coach at the time and then we had uh, Jesse Kalecki was our head coach and it was just nice just kind of going to the game like knowing like I can just play my game and not have to worry about getting screamed at for turnover yeah. <laughs> that was the best part realistically for hot and ready hot oh, and yeah, sweaty it was, it was just nice five dollar pickup um <laughs> did you find like uh like a, in terms of like the skill level though like what was it like going from NCAA to the spill like like how does it compare like, it's obviously a completely different game you only have nine forward or ten forwards dress as opposed to four lines and you know different schedules and you can obviously fight in pro and you couldn't there you're wearing visors like in terms of that like you know, coming out of school for a couple of years, you put the cage on, you play that D1 game, which is, like, yeah. strictly defensive, I yeah. found. Like, it's crazy 100%. how defensive the NCAA D1 hockey Stupid. game is. It's fucking, like, it's honestly, like, almost embarrassing. It's like rugby or something, the way they play. It's like it's like a PK 60 minutes of the game, the way they box up and stuff. It's You can't stick lift. I've, I've always said that college is, like, the outlier of hockey. Because, like, if you go from midgets... It's the same game to juniors. It's the same game. Then you go to college, you have four lines. Because in midgets, I mean, at least where I'm from, like you have three lines, three pairs of D, goalie. Mm-hmm. But you go to college, you have four lines, 
mm-hmm. and you have eight guys sitting in the stands. Yeah, as a football who, team roster. Who cannot play. Yeah. And you have some guys who don't play a game for two seasons. It's like, that's just an outlier. Yeah. And it's just a completely different game. And they have cages on. And then you go from midgets where you have cages, which is, makes sense, at least like in America. Mm-hmm. And then you go to juniors, visors. Yeah. College, cages. And then some guys think they're super tough in college. Of course. Because they're wearing cages. Mm-hmm. And you go to pro, it's like, okay, you can't be super tough. Yeah. Well, I just found you are tough. Even but... though, like, it's not even the cage thing I find. Like, I played in the CIS or U Sports, as I call it. And, you know, we wore visors, but we couldn't fight. And, like, fuck, man. Oh, okay. Everyone, that's the thing. Okay, that everyone's a too. fucking hero, dude. Yeah. When you can't that's fight. A, that's a thing, too, yeah. Like, not even I mean, at a lot of... You can fight in college, but you get suspended for the... For yeah, the so that yeah. deterrent, like, obviously stops, like, any of that self-policing. But, like, not that, like, obviously fighting's That's down. That's one thing I hate about hockey is when people say, like, oh, like, get fighting out of the games. Like, no, get game fucked. Gonna, how, how is the game going to police itself? Like, get fucked is what I say. One thing that always makes me laugh is... Um, all these, like, if you ask anyone that actually plays the game that's actually on the ice, whacking the puck around with skates on, like, not one single guy that plays the game of hockey will tell you that they want fighting out of the game, and they're the ones that actually play the game, but it's everyone else who makes decisions, like, who has either never played or has been retired for 60 years, and maybe he had unfortunate traumas during his, you know, through injury or whatever, that is obviously influencing his decision, and I mean, it just blows my mind. We got MMA, we got boxing. We're at a bar tonight after the game here, having a burger. The place is going nuts. We're watching people just punch on their face. Like yeah, fighting's a UFC, sport. Yeah. I like, think I think the way that the game has gone is in a good way. It's because it used to be back in the day. It's just like the fourth line was strictly fighters, which now it's it's not, which is good. But you can't just have fighting be strictly out of the game. Like obviously the guys who used to do it back in the day, like. They need help, obviously. Like, if they want, if they, like, if you get punched in the head so many times, like, they need help. Mm-hmm. But, like, you can't just take it out of the game. Like, I'm, it's come for me. I'm not a fighter by any means. Like, I fought a few times in my life, mm-hmm. but I'm not a fighter by any means. But I, I know I've, like, I've heard clips from NHL fighters, like, okay, you can't take fighting out of the game. Cause, like, it just places the game, like, it's not as prominent as it used to be, which is probably better for the game, but you can't just take it out. Mm-hmm. You can't. No. And honestly, like, the fact that they're still changing rules, like, putting in fighting restrictions, like, fighting is down across the board in, like, every, every level of hockey. Yeah. yeah, 100%. And now, like, Hockey Canada has done a real good job of, like, cutting off fighting from the source. Like, they don't let... Like, I think the... Well, it's not Hockey Canada, I guess, but in, like, a lot of examples... Well, you can't fight in the NCAA. You can't fight in U Sports. In the OHL, you can now fight three times a year. Uh, the Q, you can now fight, I think... Te- I think it's like... Every time you fight in the Q, you get a 10 now or something. When I was... When I... I fought twice in the Saskatchewan League, and this was... Jeez, six, seven years ago. If you fought, you're out of the game. Yeah, even that, like, it was like that when that I was, was in junior eight. Ago. That was a long time ago, and that was like a big rule change then. Yeah. And I don't know. At the junior A level, they certainly don't need to do anything. Like you get kicked out of the game now. Like guys don't fight that much. It's not. I yeah, think it I fought wasn't like, like that in the states though. 
See, that's like, huge. when I played like the two years I played in Saskatchewan. Like, if you fought, you're out of the game. But when I played in the states, the NHL. Yeah, the NHL. Yeah. Like we had a guy on our team. I think he's a ref now. I think he might be refing in the NAL too, North American Hockey League. Um, he he fought like four or five times, but he never got kicked out. In a game? No, he never got kicked out of the game. You just get a five. It was a five out of ten. That's oh, wait, four or five times in a season. In a season. I thought you meant in a game. No, I was like, no, is this no, guy sorry, a, sorry, is this sorry. guy a walking no, legend? No, 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 in a season. His dad's actually a NHL ref too. Really? Yeah, Dan O'Rourke. What are your thoughts on people that get into refereeing? I feel like you have to have the knowledge of the game for it because I've seen a lot of refs that are not very smart. But you have to have, like, you know, you have to know how the game works in order to ref the game. And it obviously helps if there's a four-man system because if there's only one guy, it's obviously tougher. Like, we've seen that the whole year. Don't be talking about this, and then somehow someone conflicts this into Harrison and Drake. We're talking hockey talk, shitting on the fucking refs. No, I'm not. No, we're not. Or, no, no, we're not no. shitting on the refs. I'm but refs, we have I'm a three-man saying. system in our league, and it's wild. Yeah, it's it's tough because obviously, like, if you have a fourth guy who can see calls or like not call a call from like who has the whole ice vision of it, it's way easier. And he can talk to his partner. But that's what... I, I forgot who I was talking to. I think it was... I might have been Tommy Bessinger. And he was like, we should have a three-man system. We have one ref. We have one linesman who can be a ref. And then... Or one... Yeah, one linesman who can be a ref. And then another linesman. That would be way easier. I've always thought it was weird. Like, why can't linesmen call penalties? I, that's what I'm saying because they probably see more than actually 100% than if there's one ref they see more than the one ref does I just like the three man system there's just too much for the, like the god bless the game's the so fast like, like there's so much like, that one the extra set of eyes can see everything else that the one there's only three see. pairs of eyes man it's crazy it's been I mean it's just it's tough you know and honestly it's kind of nails I think when you look out there and there's only three refs kind of looks nails well, yeah, the look's fine, but, like, I don't care about the look. But no, it's, it's like, all about the look, the aesthetic, right? I guess. I'm just like, joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, I, like, I mean, three, I I like the three reps. Yeah, we should not like, be talking about, like, not that anyone cares, but, like, this is, like, directly what they say don't do. Just talk about the reps. I mean, I don't like to complain about reps, but, like, when I'm getting, when if, if me specifically, if I'm getting interfered with or whatever, like, I'll get pissed off. Or if there's a chintzy call, but... Well, that's the way I just try to look at it as, like, that's just the difference between, like... Like the one in Knoxville? Or, like, well, we could get into... We could go episode by episode. We do a referee review. <laughs> but when I played, like, I played in Canada, but I played a couple exhibition games against NCAA teams. Yeah. What teams did you play against? Played Cornell and Lake Superior State and oh, Omaha. Oh, played against Lake State, huh? Yeah. That's what... That was there in our conference. Yeah, we played. We went down there and played them uh, twice. I had a fun trip there. <laughs> Didn't play a game, but I had a fun trip. That's a shithole. Sioux, uh, Michigan. Well, yeah, Sioux, uh, old Sault Ste. Marie. I don't like. I don't have anything bad to say about the, the Sioux, but Sioux a lot Saint of Marie. For, I feel like the Sioux Saint Marie Canadian side. Bad rep for some reason. Border town people think border town correlates with yeah. no, no good. Yeah. But Sioux, Michigan. 
never really driven through. Like, I've obviously been there to play those games and stayed in a hotel for that, but, like, I've never made a trip to Sioux, Michigan. I don't think it's uh, winning any awards anytime soon for, no. like, biggest growing city in America. No. I don't see that coming, but... I had a fun trip there, though. But when I, when we played teams in uh, in NCAA, like, I just could... I think one game when we were playing in Cornell, we got absolutely stomped. They were disgusting. But I, I think I had, like, 12 minutes in penalties, and they were all minors. Like, I just, like, every... Like, one time, I'll, like, I, they were all, in my eyes, like, shitty calls, like... But, like, one time, I was literally backdoor, guy had a puck, about to tap it in the net, and I stick-lifted him, so he couldn't score, and they called hooking. I was like, so you can't even play D, I feel like, in that. So then that's like, I f- and then you add the refereeing, and then all of a sudden, these coaches start doing these crazy systems that are like, it's like chess. Like, we played Lake Superior State, they'd stay in, like, a 1-2-2, two, two, like, Stupid. neutral zone, and they, like, wouldn't get out of it. That's what I'm saying. When I said earlier, college hockey is the outlier of hockey. That's what I mean. It's like there's no other leagues in the world where they're coaching and playing the game like that. No, no. It's it's the absolute outlier of hockey. Like, I'm not against college hockey by any means, but it's like it's it's way different than any other type of I'm hockey. against that type of hockey for development. For develop yeah, well I mean unless you're a nasty player that is running that system, you're not gonna grow in a system like that's that. That's not it's the thing is like that's not every college. Well, I guess that's obviously yeah, you can't just say that's with every college. Because like you can go to every any, I've never any been any of these rooms, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's you know, it's like, tough to say. I think I've been I've been lucky. Like I've never had like a strict super, super strict like system. But I don't know. I just like I don't know. It just it blew my mind. It just blew my mind. But I forget the fuck what we were trying to relate that back towards fighting. Fighting, yeah. But like when I played, like you, you get that kind of hockey, and then you no we were we, we were related to the refs. Fighting. We were we were getting back to the refs there. But you play that style of hockey. The way I look at it with the three man system that we have is that just the game that we're in. It's a different game. No, hundred percent. Three man system, like you can, the difference like. In this SPHL, like, a, a face-off can happen, and there might be a loose puck in the corner that you're not going to get to, but you can hold up that guy off the draw, like, literally pick him like it's the NBA. And, like, you couldn't do that in the NCAA. you get called interference immediately. I have, I have three good examples. Well, all happened all happen in this game. Well, there's one. The linesman dropped Today? the puck. Yeah, the linesman dropped the puck. We had a game about ten hours ago. The linesman dropped the puck, and then he blew it down, redropped it. And he blew down again. And then he redropped it again. Because I think someone went early. And he didn't blow it down again. And he just said... He literally just said, fuck it, play it. That's what he said. Is that the driver? I, I remember that driver was going wild. I wasn't on the ice. But everyone was like... It was like everyone had dead control. I was just sitting there. I was like... I was taking the draw. I was like, what's going on here? And then I got picked by a guy. I think on that same draw. And he just dropped me. I remember. And I was like, okay. And then I also hooked the same guy later on, six foot seven defenseman. <laughs> I hooked him pretty bad, and I was looking for a call, and there was no call. I was like, thank God, because there's five minutes left in the game. <laughs> I was like, all right, yeah, these rests are terrible. You just never know what you're going to get. No, you never do. Do you think we're going to get in trouble? No. For what? I don't know. We're talking about the refs. Like I feel like that's like the one thing they're always like, yeah, do. Do you think the SP really cares? Do you think anyone even listens to this? 
I don't know. Do you think anyone's you like... You tell me. We're 35 minutes into this episode. It's not my podcast. Honestly, it's a podcast. It's so not like, my podcast. You're on it, though. Yeah, I know, but... You so what are they going to do? Rip the project out? The SPHL is going to overtake the... Uh, they're going to rip my fucking show up. really cares. Do you think... Th- no. I just feel like they probably... <laughs> I think the SP is probably like they should be not looking into this podcast. Like they got no, other, the they got other endeavors. The refs, so. They got other endeavors. Like it's, I don't have anything against refs, but it's like you gotta police the game. It's like I've like I know it would be hard to be a ref, but like you have to try to police the game in some sort. You Do you think refs are guys that just never played or couldn't play? I don't think it depends where you are because like. I feel like it depends on the type of guy too, though. Like, there's refs that people respect and love, but there's also yeah. refs that are like those nerds that want to have it out. That's what I'm game. saying. It was my, my my buddy, like I played with in junior. He played at UMass Lowell. He's a good player. He's probably like your size, like six three, like big dude. He fought. Now he's a ref. Like that type of guy, I would respect. I would actually just like try to have a conversation with. I always try to have conversations with mm-hmm. with refs if they make a bad call or something try to get their explanation but the problem is if you have a ref who doesn't give you an explanation or he makes a terrible explanation it's like that's when you lose respect some refs it's like a it's like a bad cop it's like they love the power of like that's, being in control of like the situation the head, and, the head, yeah. and when they fucked up but it's their call and it's their world and it's their word when you have the ability to talk to them and they're like no like no not on my watch, Bumbazo, kind of a thing. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's, it's, it's start. I, I have a good friend of mine who just became a ref. You want to play with him too, Ryan Jackson, good guy. He's a ref now. Did he play here two years ago? Yeah, he played with him in Fayetteville. Too. Yeah, yeah, I did play with him. Yeah. I played with him briefly in Birmingham. He was in uh, Manhattanville, right? Yeah, he's yeah, a great yeah. guy. He's uh, fuck. Where he's yeah, I don't know where he's from. Colorado. Really good dude. He's yeah. a great guy. But he was playing. No, you play with Ryan. Even last season, he was playing, but he's already in a linesman in the AHL. Really? And it's like I love this kid, but do I love him now that he's a ref? Well, he's a linesman, so it's different. Yeah, but linesmen can fuck around too. Like That's it's very just true. like you know what? It's one thing to fuck up some calls, but if you're missing an offside or an icing, and that's your only job is to drop the puck and call icings and fucking offsides. That's true. And blow your whistle, like if you're fucking that up. No time of the day for that. Yeah, true. There's no time. But, like, I love Ryan Jackson. So, like, you know, as an athlete, I feel like we're all, like, conditioned to, after years of playing the sport, you just, like, subconsciously hate refs. And that's not, like... It's true. Refs understand that. They understand that as guys that play the sport, I feel like they know that going in there, though. They know that going in. But there's... There's guys that you, like, instantly respect. And I love Ryan Jackson. So, I, I mean, I guess I'm just wishing him well up there. Yeah, same, man. Yeah. He's a good dude. He's a really the good dude. The only other guy that I've ever met who's a ref, and he has actually refed a couple games, and I don't know if he was a ref. I think he was actually a ref in the NHL. He was an alumni of the school I went to, an absolute madman. An absolute, maybe the most wild man I've ever met. And I can see that guy being a, like, this guy's a fucking hothead. Like, absolute shit disturber. Like, I couldn't imagine, like, if he was a ref, like, he'd be the kind of ref that, like, if guys were pissed off and coaches were yelling at him he'd be like yeah he'd like like it like this is my game bitch like you wouldn't like some refs are too soft too like like it's a heated thing like guys get way 
guys get way too involved with hockey. They think it's like more important in their life. Like you make a bad call, they're gonna yell at you. Like yeah. let them yell at you. Like some refs don't get it. Like just fucking let it go. Like they're not like disrespecting you as a person. You're wearing the white stripes. So this is now a hockey podcast, I guess. I guess we just went off the fucking absolute rails. Too. This is supposed to be an Alaskan podcast. No, I don't care, Harps. Let's go back to the Alaskan talk. What do you want to talk about, Harps? Is there an accent in Alaska? An accent? Like I don't know. Like I feel like you know you go down south, people are saying y'all and weird shit, but then you come up like, is there an accent? Like, I could, there's certain parts of Canada, like, you go far up north, like, there's, like, things I feel like that are said differently up there. Like, That's, is there... Yeah. Is there, I like, what's... What, what would you say, like, is there an accent? What I've, I've never noticed. Is there a demographic? Accent. Is there yeah. a lot of skidoo jackets? <laughs> like, what's going on up there? Like, that's what I pictured. A lot of Polaris jacket. No. Polaris jacket, jean kind of thing. I, I don't never been, though. That's what I see. No, I would say it's, like... I mean, do I have an accent? No, that's what I mean. Like, I, that's I, what I'm saying. I, you like, have a normal voice to me, but, yeah. like, I don't know. Like, is Alaska, like, one of those places, like, there's, like, true proud Alaskans. They're like, you ain't from the north and fuck you kind of thing. Like, No. Like, Alaska's pretty, I don't know. It's, I don't know how to describe Alaska. It's unbelievable. Is Alaska, like, a place that it's, like, it was... You obviously your dad wasn't born in Alaska. No. So you're like a none first my, generation Alaskan. My dad, he grew up there, but he wasn't. None of my family was born there, or my my brother or my parents were born there. But my mom went to high school there. Like she basically grew up there. My dad lived in his like his summers were there, so they're basically like from Alaska, but they just weren't born there. Are most of the people like in Alaska like? New to Alaska, or are they like generationally engraved no, in the community? Like, like there was this one lake. It's called Big Lake. It's probably an hour and a half outside name. of town. Is it big? Yeah, it's fairly big. Yeah. How big is it? I couldn't tell you the dimensions. It's a good name, though. Sorry, not to. But intrigue. like, basically, like all the people, like there and have property on Kenai. It's like basically like either you're very wealthy or it's passed down to you. Yeah. So that's basically how Alaska works. Yeah. It's like you either have the money to buy land and property or land or property or you just have got it. to pass down to you. You already have it. Yeah. I feel like that's starting to be the theme of a lot of these places. Well, that's the one thing that I love about Alaska too. It's like there's not too many people coming in there. It's like people are like, oh, the winters are terrible. It's like, well, that's fine. Like, once you're like, once you get used to being like in the winters, the winters and they're not in Anchorage, it's not bad at all. It's like, what's a winter like? in... it's a great topic. What's the winters like there? Like, what's the snowfall like in Alaska? Like, in it just Anchorage? depends on the season. It's like, it's really not that bad. Like, there could be a couple few like big dumps, but it's like, okay, whatever, just shovel it. <laughs> like, yeah. I it's see. Gonna, I, I grew up in snow too. too. Like I don't give a fuck about snow. Yeah. It doesn't bother me I at love all. Snow. I honestly, unless when I'm trying to skate outside, then I hate it. But yeah, but like, but if you're a skier, then you love it. Yeah, I grew up skiing. I love skiing, and I feel like it makes you appreciate summer that much more. And 
you like winter if you were a person that liked winter activities. Like if you didn't like, if you just stayed in home in, inside all winter, yeah, I probably wouldn't like winter either. Yeah, you know I mean, if I mean? you don't like the winter activities, then yeah, don't put a fucking coat on. Go outside. But if you love the summer, like Alaska, have some sense. I'm, like if you love hiking, fishing, just everything love like it that. Every day. Oh, Alaska's unbelievable. Yeah, it's incredible. I'd love to fucking go up to Alaska. What is it? It's just like it's just like, it's an intriguing spot. I mean. Yeah. I feel doors like, o- hey, doors always open for you. Not a lot of talk about. Yeah, I'd love to go. Not a lot of talk. I feel like Alaska just doesn't get even talked about, ever. I have some miles. I'll give you a ticket. As long <laughs> as it's miles. out of Calgary. Well, I wouldn't be flying from here. That's for sure. You have to come down to Calgary one time too. I think I might in the summer. <sighs> Hopefully, I'm. Oh, well, I'll definitely be back for the Stampede. So That's I don't know I'm if saying. I'll be living in Calgary by then, but I definitely. Think I, be back. I think I'll be coming for Stampede first weekend. Oh, first weekend can't the second though for anyone listening gotta, who gotta, has no idea what the Calgary trip. Stampede is you gotta get the fuck over there for the Calgary Stampede let me tell you oh yeah you you got yeah I mean it's I've heard stories the first weekend's all you need it starts the first Friday of July every year it goes for 10 days but if you went for 10 days in a row you'd probably die you'd probably spend $5,000 I knew a guy I might have mentioned this on the show before but I knew a guy not really he was a friend of a friend but he went for the 10 days of Stampede. He went every day, and all he did was eat and drink at the Stampede. Like, the only sustenance he was having was from the fairgrounds at the greatest outdoor show on earth, which is coined the Stampede. And he gained 17 pounds in the 10 days. 17, 17 pounds. He was over a pound a day, bro. That's got to be... Like, is that a world record? I, I want to prob- see that probably world not, record. but... The most fat someone's packed on them in a span of 10 days. Like, that's got to be... Oh, I'm sure someone's done bigger, but that's still very impressive. I'm sure someone's done bigger at the Stampede. Yeah. Like, 100% people have done... I might have done bigger. (laughs) Like, I've had some rough Stampedes, but usually it's like... I mean, you go hard for a couple days. If you tried to go for 10 days in a row, this guy must have spent $780,000. Probably took out a line of credit just to go and keep eating fried pickles. (laughs) But yeah, we definitely got to get you down to the Stampede. Probably still in debt. That guy might be dead. Like, knock on what I hope he's not. Because he's a friend of a friend. And I don't wish well on anyone if he wasn't a friend of a friend. But, like, his body must have been in turmoil. Because I can't I imagine, imagine there's a lot of good food down there to make you feel good. By day nine, you got to have engine sludge, like, rolling through your veins. Oh, can you it's probably not even blood. No. Just gravy. <laughs> like, batter. Fried foods. You get a paper cut and just pulling out gravy. Oh, it'd be unreal. For some people. <laughs> Back to Alaska quickly. Yes, sir. What's in like is Alaska have its own line of beer? Is there beers up there that you can't get anywhere else? Oh, yeah. There is. There's a... Like a standard beer. Like Is there like a Miller Lite, but it's Alaskan? <laughs> nah, no. Nah. Nothing like that. Like some crazy craft beers, probably. No, there's a there's a whole Alaska line of beers, so it's called just Alaska, and then there's a bunch of different flavors. But Alaska, very underrated beer spot. Really? A lot of breweries up there. Is that like uh, you know, is drinking and eating a big part of the culture, like anywhere in America? I'm sure. Yeah, there's a lot of good like spots. Like Anchorage is so underrated. Like where I'm from, like. There's so many good, like, restaurants, like, downtown Anchorage. It's, I don't know. I mean, some of them are fairly pricey, but I would, like, 
honest, probably one of the best pizza spots I've ever been to is in Anchorage. I've actually heard, uh, for some reason, I feel like I've heard, like, I remember watching one of those, like, diver and drive it and dive things. Yeah. And it was, like, one of the best pizza spots. Oh, it was unbelievable. It's probably the one you're talking about. Yeah, it's called Moose's Tooth. It's absolutely Moose's Tooth? Yes, sir. <laughs> it's incredible. And I'll be goddamn, I think that might have been the name of it. I'm it not even joking. Was, was it, it Guy probably, Fieri? Uh, I, I've never seen it, but... But you've conquered it yourself, kind of thing. Well, I've been to Moose's Tooth plenty of times. I've had it. It's <sighs> unbelievable. I'd dust a pizza up right now. Just oh, talking it's about incredible. It. It's 5 a.m. Like, we could probably get one. Stores are probably opening. <laughs> probably order from Alaska. No, it's it's absolutely the incredible. food's all good up there. Oh, it's unbelievable. It's like it's a very underrated part about Alaska. It's like the food is incredible. What are the people like in Alaska? You say like are they? Can you if you were to like generalize the entire population? Like you know how like people love to generalize like I don't know, like Florida or like Alabama. Like crazy place, like you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, like yeah. quick, no, I mean, if yeah. you can stereotype and generalize, I guess sum it up for me in a quick paragraph. What are the people? What what are Alaskans like? And this is male or female? Well, I guess. So the whole start with the no. Let's start with the guys. What are the <laughs> what are the what's the male uh, stereotype in Alaskan male? I feel like it's From an Alaskan man who grew up there. <laughs> From an Alaskan man. Um, I don't know. I'd say, like, just if you're going to be nice to someone, like, they're going to be very nice to you back. Like, they're going to be very polite. But obviously, it's like anywhere you go. It's like if you're going to be an asshole to them, they're going to take it the wrong way. But it's like Alaska's similar, similar to Canada. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, if you're nice and, like, We'll take you in, like, just just be nice to us, we'll be nice to you kind of thing, you know, mm-hmm. for the most part. I'd say that's kind of how it is for, especially, like, Alaska's kind of similar to Canada in that sense. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're gonna Nice be, people? Yeah, nice people, just, like, if you're going to be nice to us, like, we'll be nice to you, but, like, if you're going to start shit, then mm-hmm. we're going to end it. <laughs> if you could... Like, you know how, like, it's, it's like, this is stupid, like, what... If you were to, I guess, poke fun of an Alaskan in a stereotype, <laughs> like something like rude, like you know what I mean, like so you know how like rude. Alabamans are always, or people are talking about Alabama. I don't know why this might always go to is Alabama, but it's like people are like, "What are you fucking your cousin?" Yeah. You know what I mean, like yeah. some lazy cliche stereotype. The lazy cliche. I remember. I think I was in Phoenix when I was like twelve. Shit, I might have been younger. I remember. I think we went to a Coyotes game and like kid was like I think we're said yeah this lady asked she's like oh where are you from I was like oh I'm from Alaska and the, her kid was like oh like do you ride like polar bears to school it's like no you dumbass <laughs> standard fucking Phoenix answer though like yeah we're not gonna we're not riding polar bears and have pet fucking moose see that's what I'm saying like, that's, that's what I feel like it's stupid Probably what I even thought. I mean, you know? I see a lot of moose, but I'm not gonna try to ride them. No, you'd be taken for a fucking ride. Be dead. A lot of moose up there. Like you see them on a the lot hot... of moose. Yeah. Like are you scared to drive at night, kind of thing. No, no, not scared to drive at night. Like are you scared to see one at night? You drive through certain parts. I of wouldn't Canada, like to. Yeah, I get scared at night. Fuck yeah. I mean, I wouldn't like to see a moose at night. Like I'm always, like I'm not trying to cruise at 
85 miles an hour, like 140. Yeah, but those single lane roads, man, you know, you get on those single lane roads with just that yellow line up the middle and they get curvy and those fucking moose, they start coming around those corners. and I had a scare once, man. I had the two foot stomp on my brakes once and I, I came right head to head with a huge, it's a term for female moose again. Uh, Cow. Cow? Yeah. Stupid question. But yeah, I stared it right in the face, man. Like, I, this thing would have. And I had an uncle that, like, got in a bad. Like, not a, I don't know if he was a bad crash, but he hit a moose once. And he, like, he will not drive at night. Like, it's a genuine fear. Yeah. And no, it's, it's like you definitely got to be careful, for sure. A lot of people, like, if you've never seen a moose, like, it's like a fucking elephant without the trunk. With these weird little legs. They're so dumb, too. These weird little deer legs. They're so dumb. Are they dumb, I feel like? They're so dumb. They're so nails, though. No, they are, but they're so dumb. Well, God love them, man. Like, what a life. Like, let's just get chased around by wolves, sweat our ass off in the summer. I see see moose, like, three times a week in the city. Well, they're buzzing around. They're just buzzing around for food. They're, They're hungry cocksuckers. They're dumb. Well, I'm sure they're like, I don't know. That's all I have to say. I don't know how smart they are, but moose are fascinating animal. I've said this before. Moose is probably my favorite meat. Bison? I I haven't had it like in so long that I couldn't tell you like what my thoughts are on it right now. I've had the the best bison burger I think I've ever had was in Whitehorse. Unbelievable. Like Whitehorse Northwest Territories? Yeah, Yukon. Is it in you? Yeah, That's so kind of bad. Yeah. I said it wrong, and I'm from Canada. <laughs> I'd love to go up there. But man. I know. <laughs> At least you know. Well, of course you know. That's up. Like that's basically your neighbor. For fuck's no, sake. No, that's like twelve hours from home. Yeah, but in that neck of the woods, that's your neighbor. That's, that's true. It's closer neighbor. to me than it is to you, I guess. Hundred percent. Like who's next door to you? That's your neighbor, Whitehorse, twelve hours out of the fucking laneway. That's fair. <clears throat> I've I've never been up there, and like I find. I don't it's know. A, cool spot. a lot of Canadians have never been to the territories. Like, I can guarantee you that. I'd love to see the stats on that, but yeah. not a lot of. And I don't know what the. I don't know if a lot of people up there have to come down. I'm sure they have to come down a lot more than we have to go up there. That's for sure. That's true. Yeah. So I, I'm fat. I'm fascinated by that area. Like I knew a couple of people from up there, and they said it's like a sick town. It's cool. It's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was only in there for the night, but it was it was a cool town. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things, but uh, I'd be I'd be a good. It'd be a good trip, and like I'd love to look into like. I wonder what the tourism industry is like in Whitehorse. So yeah. that's yeah, I, like I uh, like to know that too, because like, I only went through there once. It was my first year junior, and me and my dad drove up. But like, like before that, we went through Northern BC. We saw like, four hundred bison. It's a fucking herd. Just like on the side of the road, it was like holy shit. I saw one that looked like he worked out for every day of his life. Those were big masters, man. What's bison right. like? Is it tough? Is it like moose or venison? Or like, what's it like? Different? Oh, the meat? Oh, it's just... It's uh, like steak. I'm just like lean. It's... Oh, it's... I haven't had it in so long. I can't even so like remember. Good. It's it's unbelievable. <clears throat> Fuck. That's why it's so tough to get like a bison tag back home. Because it's like... It's very rare. Are they like endangered still? Yeah, I think so. But very good meat. Because everyone in the 
two centuries ago in the Wild West had to go yeah, in the 18, light them up. In the 1860s, they just lit them up just in li- South Dakota. Just lit them up for fun, didn't they? They were like, weren't even eating them, I don't think. No, they are probably eating them and using the fur. No, but I, I'm pretty sure at some point there was probably like a bunch of clowns running around just shooting them for sport. Well, the same thing with eagles. People are sick. Well, you want to talk about eagles? I brought it up. But, but people shoot eagles? No, no. That is a big, 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 big no-no. I feel like if you're shooting an eagle, like you might as well shoot George Washington right in the fucking head. That's pretty fair comparison, I would say, actually. Like that's America. You can't do that. You don't. I, would you go to jail? Yeah, you go to jail for at least five years. If you federal, shoot a bottle, it, federal prison. Oh, it's like a real years, thing. Like that, you're not just making this up. Five years federal prison and a two hundred fifty thousand dollar fine. If you shoot a bald eagle. Yeah. So this was and like you, a problem. They had to put in the law, like yeah, stop shooting like the bald in eagles. Yeah, this was like early nineteen hundreds. Yeah. It was an issue. Yeah. Who would shoot a bald eagle? I don't know. What would you do with it? I have no idea. Wonder what it tastes like. I'd probably not. Probably great. not good. No. Probably not good at all. But there's one fishing trip I went on with my buddy. Like we. Drove was like a 25, 30 minute boat ride. I saw 90 eagles. Really? In the winter time. Yeah. Did you count? Like, you actually mean I that. actually, like, went out, like, I looked out. Like, bald counted, eagles. Bald eagles. Fuck, dude. Counted 90 in 25 minutes on the river. That's. I think that's like. Like, the oh. one spot, like, me and, like, my buddies camp on the river. Yeah. There's a eagle's nest oh, right next so to us. Cool. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I, like, I'm a big bird guy. But nothing gets me more fired up than seeing a bald eagle. You don't see them that Dude, much. Dude, you gotta come up for a fishing trip, man. I'd love to. Like, I couldn't even imagine what that'd be like. No, you have to. That'd be insane. No, you should. Bucket list. Has to happen. Well, I, if I'm going to Stampede, the next week is when we have our fishing trip. Oh, I wish. If I, could, if I have two nickels to rub together by then, I'd love to book me in for this trip. But I'd buy your flight. I got miles. We'll figure it out. We don't <laughs> charity flights over here for the project. Project it's not a charity. actually, it could be a research trip. It is a research trip. It could trip. be a follow up to this episode. That'd be unbelievable. Oh, why are we up still? <laughs> That's a good question. Folks, we had a lot of fun here tonight, and um, I'm not sure if we accomplished much of anything or anything at all, <laughs> but we had a good time. No, we and um, you know what? We were probably going to be up shooting the shit anyways we might have had this exact conversation if the microphone wasn't on probably yeah might have probably got a little more carried away but I'm glad we had you on Drake and I'm hoping to have you on again and maybe we're gonna do a follow up to this episode and that'll be what after I'm up for my Alaskan fishing trip we'll do like a, maybe we'll do a like an episode from the shores oh, we have like our knees deep in the water somewhere that was that the, the Kenai River Kenai the Kenai? Kenai. Kenai. There you go. The Kenai River. When I'm knee deep in that fucking thing. I wouldn't even use a rod. <laughs> I use like a mashup of Cheetos and local grain. <laughs> and I'll concoct some like weird river snack that the fish will go nuts for. And it'll be like... Because I don't know. There hasn't been a real breakthrough, I feel like, in the fishing industry in terms of catching or bait and lure yeah, yeah. if you will so maybe we'll get up there and we'll do a little research we'll get something going we'll get some movement there but drake thank you so much for coming on it's hopefully after a championship too oh god i really hope so man we're about to embark uh the regular season is finished folks for us 
moving into playoffs here. A couple days away from playoffs, so we're gearing down. Um, that's why you have to have these late night conversations. You have to concoct that that uh, the chem, that uh, synergistic collaboration, which you just can't teach. Folks, this is episode number 62. I'm, I'm thankful for it. Drake, thank you so much for joining us. Say goodbye to the listeners. Thanks for having me on, Harps. And uh, listeners, have a good night or a good day. Yes, whatever, whatever time of the day it is you're listening. Okay, thank you so much. Goodbye for now. We'll talk to you at a later time. Uh-huh.